0: Start your evening off right. Uh, 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 man, if I ever got the chance to do my own show, I want to talk about everything. I always want to be on, so I'm glad we were able to make time oh, for man today. That's... The Shelly Winter Show. Woo, ladies and gentlemen. 9:04 on a Thursday's Shelly Winter Show. We're live, we're local, we're topical. We come on every Thursday at 9 p.m. after Bulldogs Live. We normally air, for those of you just tuning in for the first time, because you might have been listening to Bulldogs Live, we normally air Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And on Thursdays, we air from 9 to 10 after Bulldogs Live. Got a lot to talk about in this hour, just an hour, but there's so much to talk about. I'm going to start here. Two stories tied in to one story. Today I was watching cable news and I was watching uh, this is a big one switch to uh so there's these mic covers and the one that was on there was this big giant one it's throwing me off. So the uh <laughs> So today I'm watching cable news. I'm watching Fox News Channel. And literally the big story today on Fox was the border. Now, many of you listening might right now, you might say, well, you know, Shelly, that's been an ongoing thing. The conservatives talk about the border. And Joe Biden has already told us there is no problem at the border. What I was listening today, I found out that in less than a week, a hundred thousand people have come across the border. A hundred thousand people have come across the border in less than a week, and the numbers are just growing. But that's where we are right now. And I was listening to a report this morning, and the young man, the reporter, was saying that in August, we're only September twenty-first. We're only that a month ago in August, Karine Jean Pierre stood at the um, podium during a press conference and said the borders under control. And then today we realize 100,000 people in less than a week. And here's what happens. <clears throat> These people come over, they're processed, they're giving a court appearance ticket, and they're sent away. And they're not it's not that just not just that they're sent away like hey go ahead into the country and do your thing. They're transported to places like New York, uh, New York, Chicago, Miami, L.A., and they have choices as to where they want to go. So they say, oh, I'd rather go to Chicago. Okay, get on this bus. Hey, I'd like to go to New York. Okay, get on that bus. And think about that for a second. You have people right now who can't go anywhere much less to another country, a state in another country. You have parents right now whose kids need to go to a better school who can't go to that school because they have no transportation. So they have to go to the school closest to them. I'd like my kid to be able to go to that school, but we can't get there because we have no car. We're working poor. These people come across the border Oh, I'm, I'm fleeing, I'm fleeing. Okay, get on a bus, go out there, go to New York, go to Chicago, go to Miami, go to L.A. And it's the most bizarre thing to me that this is something that's allowed to happen. It's bizarre to me. I don't understand how anyone stands up and says, oh, uh, yeah, they should be able to come where they want to go. One of the funniest t-shirts I've ever seen in my life is, there's no such thing as an illegal human. What are you talking about? If you, and I can't go to a country right now. If I were to take my passport and fly, I don't know, pick a country, Ghana. I couldn't just live in Ghana for the rest of my life without going and getting some paperwork, getting a visa, getting something that says who I am and why I'm there. I can't just fly there, land, and chill and live off the fat of the land and take advantage of the social services that they offer to their own citizens. They'd throw me out. Every country in the world has a strict border policy except the one country where everybody wants to go to. And it's just simply bizarre to me. It's absolutely bizarre. I, and, and I said to you that this, so there's two stories tied into one. Just today, the Biden administration has announced they're sending 800 new troops to the border. They're sending troops to the border. They've already deployed 2,500 state National Guard, an additional 24,000 uh, Border Patrol agents and officers, and 2,600 non-uniformed officers. Now they're sending another 800. Here's the catch. 800 active duty personnel will focus on logistics, quote, logistics and other functions at the border to allow more customs and border protection agents and officers to return to their core mission and responsibilities. So you're going to send troops to do paperwork. Does anybody believe that? Hello, ladies, gentlemen, does anybody believe we're sending troops to do paperwork? Just shut it down. Why are the people coming? Oh, and by the way, you hear Kamala Harris says that climate change is causing uh, causing people to flee their countries. Well, they interviewed a bunch of these people when they come across the border. Do you know what most of them say? They say, well, is climate change one of the reasons you're coming across, huh? Climate change? No climate change. Work, work. I come for work. That's the number one reason they come for work. And here's the most fascinating thing I've ever heard in my life, and this is a Democrat talking point. Listen to me very closely. I want you to hear what they say with a straight face. The people that come here do the jobs that Americans won't do. So a straight face. They look you in the face. Well, Shelley, you know, we need these uh, people to come over here because they do the jobs that Americans won't do. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're homeless... If you're living on the streets, if you're asking me for $5, how can there possibly be ever in life a job that you won't do? If you're starving, if you're collecting welfare, and you have four kids, and you can barely feed those four kids, and you're not working, how could there possibly be anything defined as a job that you won't do? If you're living in abject poverty... African-American, white, Hispanic, I don't care what color, what race, no matter what, no matter who you are, if you're living in abject poverty and you barely have food to eat and you have to rely on food pantries and things like that, how can there possibly be a job that you just won't do? Now, I'm not talking about people that are caught in the between. They're, ma- they're working and they're not making enough. That's different. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about these people coming over here and they're all saying I'm coming to work. New York City right now is putting its rushing work permits for migrants. They have 65,000 and that's the last count I had, could be more. 65,000 migrants in New York State right now and they're trying to get work visas for those people. Unemployment in New York City is higher than it is for the nat- for, uh, nationally. So how can it possibly be that you're willing to give work permits to people that just got here and not and not and ha- not hire people who are already there? How can there possibly in any shape, sense, logical reason for someone to say this is a job that we just won't do? The border is a huge mess. And a funny thing about all of this is that when Trump said shut the border, he was called a racist. Biden sends troops to the border and no one tells us. No one talks about it. Biden takes migrants, puts them on buses and sends them to cities. And everyone just throws their hands up. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen anything like it. But finally, let me say this. In Staten Island, a bunch of Staten Island residents, if you're familiar with the five boroughs, Staten Island is pretty much 90%, 85%, 90% white, for the, for the most part, 75 80% white. A bunch of Staten Island residents stopped a migrant bus, banged on it, pushed it, stopped it. They blocked the roads from them dropping these migrants off to a hotel or something like that where they were going to stay. And the media just showed you images, but they didn't say anything. Do you know why they didn't say anything? Because normally the media would have called these people MAGA, Republicans, racists, all xenophobes, all of this kind of stuff. They hate brown people, you know, that talking point. They couldn't do it this time. You know why? Because largely African Americans uh, in Chicago did the same thing. They didn't push the bus, but they had a meeting and they yelled and shouted down the council for moving migrants into their neighborhoods. And this is going on all across the country, Americans, white, black, everything mad that you're moving migrants into their neighborhoods. It's not xenophobia. It's not h- hatred of brown people. What it is is I don't want the resources taken away from my child's school to go into ESL, uh, English as second language. I don't, want the, uh, I don't want my tax dollars going into job training for people when I get, need job training for those who live here already. So went to Show, we'll be right back. We're going to carry on this conversation. Shelly Winter Show, ladies and gentlemen. We're only on till 10 p.m. tonight. You know, <clears throat> I uh, I've been told, hey, Shelly, you know, it's only an hour show. You know, you can uh you can always uh just do a best of for an hour. So I'm not gonna shortchange my audience with a best of. Every night is the best of. Mama hand Blue, great call right there. I'm not gonna shortchange the audience with uh something they've heard already. I would never do that. Unless I had something better to do. <laughs> Speaking of which, happy anniversary to my dear brother and sister, the Kings, Janelle and Kelvin King. Kelvin and Janelle King. Happy anniversary to my brother and sister. Uh, today's their anniversary. God bless them both. And uh, I got to tell you guys something really quickly. <clears throat> So I saw their post. They're at a great restaurant called The Optimist. And because I go on the air at 9 o'clock, I've been there before. A Mac, the lawyer, and I have been there before. And because I go on at 9 o'clock, we really only have like one night during the week that we could call date night, right? A night to go out, right? We could go out on the weekends, but everybody goes out on the weekends, right? And because my hours are 7 to 10 Monday through Friday. Did I tell you the show airs every Monday through Friday, 7 to 10? That's date time, right? It's usually when you come off of work. You tell oh, let's go get some dinner, let's go to the movies or something like that. So can never do that. So Thursday, during Bulldogs uh live during the season, because I don't come on the air till nine, we are we can go out on a date. And that's what we did tonight. Went to a lovely restaurant. I've heard a lot about it. I've never been able to uh get there. It's on Howell Mill called Marcel. Let me tell you. So let me first explain to you guys this. I do not have a sophisticated palate, okay? My palate is not refined or sophisticated. And what that means is that for my palate, all food is good, okay? Because it's food. If you, cook, if you cook me crispy bacon, it's bacon. I love bacon. It's good. If you cook me soft bacon, I like it. It's bacon. It's good. Right, I do not have a sophisticated, nor do I have a refined, nor do I have a very picky palate. So fancy restaurants, for me, I tend to uh, be kind of, "Ah, I'm not big into the fancy stuff because the food is always going to be good and I'm going to spend a lot of money. Because I'm one of those people that when I go to a restaurant, especially your high-end restaurants, I look at the price before I look at what the meal is. So I go right to the right-hand page, right-hand side of the page, and I go down with look at the price. So if everything says 25, 35, 65, I go back up to the 25, and I say, well, what's for 25? And I look across the page. And if it's something I don't eat, then I go ke- keep going down. 20, oh, let me look at 35, right? I, 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 my palate is not that sophisticated. It's not that refined. However, that being said, I went to Marcel, A. Mac, the lawyer, and I went to Marcel tonight. And let me tell you, first of all, The ambiance, fellas, if you ever had an argument with your loved one, your spouse, your wife, whoever, whomever it may be, that person in your life, I'm telling you, go to Marcel for the makeup. Go to Marcel for the makeup. The ambiance is sexy. That's the only way I can describe it, sexy. When you walk in there, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to score tonight because it's so sexy in there. The waiters and staff. All know what they're doing. They're all well-dressed, well-groomed. Even the busboys have haircuts and beard and shaved and looking good and nice. But the food, for my unsophisticated, unrefined palate, the food is the bomb. And I'm here to tell you, I used to judge. I judge restaurants a lot by their bread. Marcel has the best bread in the city. I used to think the Optimist did. Then I had another spot that did. Right now, Marcel is the best bread in the city. It's a corn frittata type bread. It is delicious. But just shout out to the staff over there. Shout out to Marcel. Great dinner. Thanks to my friends for telling me about the spot. And Amac and I had a wonderful, wonderful evening for date night on Thursday. So I want to talk about this really quickly. This is something that. So do you know we're going? I'm going back to the border right now. Do you know, uh, recently they saw uh, Haitian um, uh, migrants coming across the border. And I thought to myself, how do Haitian migrants get here? How do you, how do, how, 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 if you're from Haiti, how do you get to Mexico? Like you live on an island, a poor island at that. How did you get to Mexico? So in any case, they're here. They're coming across the border. The other day it was like four or five hundred at one time Haitians coming across the border. I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is crazy. But then I read more. Haiti, right now, has a gang leader who's the most powerful gang leader in Haiti. His name is Jimmy Barbecue. He's got a last name. I can't pronounce it. Charizier. Jimmy, but his middle name, Barbecue. That's his middle name for a gangster. He's calling, to, calling for the overthrow of the prime minister because he's taking control of most of the capital city, Port-au-Prince of Haiti. I'm thinking to myself, so how are those people getting here? And it's largely a lot of men. And I'm thinking to myself, what man leaves his family to come to another country? Then I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, this can't be true. We have hordes of men coming across our border from places like Haiti, Europe, China, Russia, all these kinds of places. And I'm thinking, how are they getting here? If they're so poor and so, so in need, how are they getting here? I thought to myself, wow, we really are on the decline. We're really losing this thing in this world. America is. We got more. Only an hour. I'm going to squeeze a bunch in here. One thing I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? The New York Giants, the team I love, the team I grew up on, I bleed blue. You cut me right now. Blue blood comes out. The New York Giants are the worst team in the NFL. I'm here to tell you, third week of the season, the New York Giants are the worst team in the NFL they're garbage coming up in three minutes on a Shelley winter show as we let in more and more illegal immigrants uh, let me tell you what's going on in schools in Baltimore <laughs> it's crazy this gets madder mad more maddening and maddening by the minute Let it ride. You know why we're playing it. Let's go. Gotta let it go. Do you remember? remember? For September. Let's start that all over again. The 21st of September, ladies and gentlemen. I butchered that. I practiced all day. Oh, you're not gonna do it. Oh, you tease me. Ah. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's do it right now. Do you remember the 21st day of September? I just lost my black heart. It's gone. That time it's been ripped up. Politically, they take it from me all the time, but that time was just ripped up. He's not black. <laughs> 21st day of September, ladies and gentlemen. A great song, September. Everybody played it today. Every talk radio show played it today. And if they didn't, ah, that's on them. Oh, man. So let me tell you. David <clears throat> the shows, the Shelly show to show, show. We air every Monday through Friday. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. On this great station, 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. And uh, on Thursdays, we air from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. because we come on after Bulldogs. And I will probably never do a best of because I like to be here live talking to you guys, even if, if it's only for an hour. Did I tell you the Giants stink? Yeah, they do. I'm sorry. I'm a Giant fan. I could say that. So let me tell you what's going on in Baltimore City. So as 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 we see these problems at the border and we see cities that were sanctuary cities, do you remember when everyone was so proud to call uh, their city a sanctuary city? I remember Keisha Lance Bottoms and Kasim Reed and Andre Dickens, all, uh, Atlanta's a sanctuary city. Where did the people start coming here? What's going to happen? Because I can tell you, the brothers and sisters in the hood, they are not really going to like that. I can tell the politicians that right now. And the reason why I know this to be true is because I'm seeing it in Chicago and I'm seeing it in New York City and I'm seeing it in, in L.A. People are not liking it. They're not liking it. And the reason why they're not liking it is because they see their the money is going away. The, 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 it, it goes to other—see, see. let me tell you what politics is all about in a, in one sentence— Politics is who gets the money when. That's all politics is. Who gets the money, when? If anyone asks you, uh, ever ask you a question, hey, what do you think of, what do you think about politics? Just simply tell them politics is simply who gets the money, when. That's it. And when you understand that, everything goes from there. Your, your ideology, your policies, all can be looked at uh, going forward from that point on. So when you have cities that have large numbers of working poor, poor, uneducated, undereducated people, the monies should go to fixing their lives. And eventually it does, after the rich and the powerful and the connected take their pickings then the rest of it goes to those people. So what happens is when you have new people coming in that need resources cuz you're not you're not bringing in migrants who are rich and well off and well educated. You're bringing in people that need training, you're bringing in people that need resources, you need people that have need homes and food and everything else. So the money's politics is where the money goes, when? I mean, who the money goes to and when? So when you have new influx of people coming in, the money goes to them. And when your policy is designed to accept and welcome in new people from other countries because you're a sanctuary city, the monies have to go to them immediately. Else they'll starve to death. Well, in Baltimore City, which is a sanctuary city, a city entirely run by Democrats. Might I add here, not that, there's an, that, not that it is important, but an city that is called, cho- there's part of being a, a, a chocolate city, as we call it. Atlanta used to be a chocolate city before gentrification, and the uh, Democrat politicians sold it away to out-of-state developers for it to be gentrified. It used to be chocolate city. Washington, D.C., chocolate city. Baltimore, chocolate city. All run by African-American Democrats. Well, w- let me tell you, in Baltimore City, 13, 40% of the high schools in Baltimore, listen to this, it's going to be the saddest thing you'll ever hear me say, zero, not a single student out of 13 high schools, 40% of the high schools in Baltimore, zero students are tested proficient on the 2023 state math exam. Zero. Zero not a single one so you have thousands of migrants coming in you have to move the resources to teach them english as a second language you have to move the resources to them to get them homes get them set up get them food get them transportation get them work permits all of that money all that takes money you've got to organize them that takes money you've got to organize the social services that takes money meanwhile 13%—I mean, excuse me, 13 Baltimore City high schools have zero students. Not a single one tested proficient in the 2023 state math exam. Next, they're going to tell you that math is racist. I'm sick and tired of my people being dogged and abused by these people. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about the 10%. Yeah, I'm going ethnic tonight. I'm going hard. I'm going to explain something to you conservatives so you know how to talk about this issue to your black Democrat friends without being called a racist. Shelly went to show. I'll be right back. So I want to pick up on something. I want to spend this last segment I want to talk to you the truth of the matter. And I I want to help Republicans be able to articulate this position without in any way, you know, um, appearing or sounding racist. (sighs) For many, many years, the immigrant groups in this country, African Americans, similar to immigrant groups, although we didn't come here uh, willingly, we were brought over here, right? Historically speaking. And then there were others who came, like my family came from Jamaica, others that came from Africa, came from other places. But for the most part, African Americans are a a large um, uh, racial group. You have Latinos and and Jewish people, Asians. The Asians can be um, uh, Indians, Asians, Euro-Asians, uh, you're talking about your Japanese, your Chinese, and people like that, you know, you know, so you have different groups, but Asians as a group, right? And for many, many years, um, those groups, other groups, the non-African-American groups came here, or and within their communities, they uh, fought hard for economic opportunity, right they didn't care about the politics they didn't care about anything else they just thought man we're going to raise this family little little johnny little james whatever his name is uh suling whatever, whatever whatever the name is they're going to go to school they're going to go to college they're going to excel and they're going to be better than this generation and each successive generation did better and better economically because the concentration was on economics and 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 professionalism and jobs i mean not jobs and careers and that was the, that's how they moved up they didn't care about politics. They didn't care who was elected, Republican, Democrat, it didn't matter to them. The only group that was different than that group was the African-American community. The African-American community determined that politics was the way to achieve equal rights. Now, there was different treatment of all the different groups, but not all of them being non-white, then, you know, they all kind of were treated badly. Let's put it that way, right? Some more than others, we can make that argument. You can make that argument. I'm not going to make that argument right here because I don't have the time. But the point I'm trying to make is that the African-American community and its leadership pretty much focused on political uh, uh, growth and, 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 and left alone economic growth. So now we're in a place now in this country in 2023 where you have whole cities run by African-Americans. You have congressmen. You have the Congressional Black Caucus. As a matter of fact, that's going on this weekend. You have black senators. You have, you have had a black, sen- a black uh, uh, a president of the United States. But what has all that political growth done? Well, I'll tell you. It's done exactly what it was supposed to do. And it was intended to keep those at the top at the top and those at the bottom at the bottom. It's a similar setup to how a plantation is run back in slavery days. You had the master and then the master had overseers. And the overseer ran the plantation. Well, that's essentially what the uh, Democrats and the African-American political leadership in this country has largely done for the last 60 to 70 years. They've overseen the slow growth or no growth of the African-American community. When I tell you that Baltimore City has 40% of their high schools, a total of 13 high schools in 2023, and zero students are proficient in math. Zero. Zero. And the city is all run by Democrats, all run by African-American elected Democrats, state schools, uh, the police force, every single leadership elected position in Baltimore is an African-American Democrat. And 13 Baltimore high schools have zero students who tested proficient on a 2023 state math exam. You know why? Because that's controlled overseer behavior. That's a behavior set in place years ago in order to minimize the growth of a great people. And it's done on purpose. And the proof of this is not only in the fact that zero students are proficient in 13 Baltimore city schools because the same numbers are all over the place in cities run by all Democrats who happen to be African-American elected officials. But the proof of what I just told you, as strong as as, 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 as powerful or, or, or as, as, as angry as it may make some of you listening to me right now, the proof is the fact that all those cities happen to be sanctuary cities allowing hundreds of thousands of other people into their cities, taking up the resources of the people who have been there for 30 years. That's a controlled, no growth set in motion 75, 80 years ago. And yet, and yet, yet, I believe that in 2024, with the advent of social media, with information so ubiquitous and everywhere, and people can see it for themselves, I believe that many people are seeing the forest for the trees. And they're starting to pay attention, and they're starting to see, huh, you know what? just because you look like you look like just because you got a d after your name i'm not quite sure you are for me and a lot of people are starting to wake up a lot of people are starting to see that and that's the message that i need republican elected officials republican canvassers republican phone bankers that's the message i need to to you to get on board with don't attack them don't attack the voters attack the failures the politicians that the voters elected. So Shelly Winter Show, we're going to end, we end every episode of the Shelly Winter Show with a feel-good story. That's what we're going to do next. We end every show with a feel-good story. And because we're only an hour tonight, no, that's not it, Shelley. Don't lie to the people. fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, I was looking for a feel-good story and I couldn't find one. I was going to make up something. Oh, it's Thursday. I'll just continue on. But no, the truth of the matter is I do not have a feel-good story. So we'll just tell you. Oh, I know what I can do. I can tell you what's going on on Monday. Monday is Rosh Hashanah, I believe. It's something. It's Jewish holiday on Monday. I think it's... Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Yom Kippur Yom Kippur Is uh, Monday Check that for me Blue uh, but it's Monday, so I will be in for Mark Arum on Monday, uh, nine to noon. Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah was Rosh Hashanah. Okay, um, so it's it's Monday, right? Yep. Correct. Uh, so I'll be in for Mark Aram on Monday, ladies and gentlemen, from nine to noon. That means, so so here's 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 how that what that means. Sunday, I'm going to uh North Georgia Fair at Jim Miller Park. I love that fair. Um, but that's my feel good that I'm going to the state fair and it starts tonight at Jim Miller Park the best thing about a fair turkey legs the best thing to eat at a fair is turkey legs because you literally can walk around and just pick on it the whole day you ever been to renaissance fair uh no you should go next year they have great turkey legs great turkey okay like King Henry right uh but uh but my point is ladies and gentlemen uh I'll be filling in for Mark Aram on Monday morning from 9 to noon. Um, but the worst part about it is I've got to not drink too much on Sunday while watching football and going to the North Georgia State Fair at Jim Miller Park this weekend um, because I've got to get up super early. Because when you do a nine, when I fill in for Mark Aram at 9 a.m., it means I've got to get here at 5.36 in the morning for show prep. Oh, well. It's the life of Shelley Winter. I love it. See you guys tomorrow, 7 p.m. Love you. Peace. God bless.